Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to the Wijha Initiative podcast. These podcast episodes are recordings of our past events that we hold in person on a weekly basis. We hope that by listening to the podcast, you'll be inspired to join us at an event. To keep up with our work, please follow us on Instagram. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa afdalu salati wa atammu taslimi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Allahumma allimna ma yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima allamtana wa zidna ilman wa amalan ya Rabbil Alameen amma ba'd Good evening and welcome to all of you joining us for this virtual session of Friday Night Faith Circles. Um, with the restrictions easing up soon, inshallah, uh, we hope to return to in-person events yeah, in a few weeks. Uh, probably not at the beginning of February, but more so two or three weeks into February when the restrictions ease up further. Um, so for the time being, we'll, we'll be online. Uh, the topic for tonight is the final topic in the series of discussions we were having about the destructive vices. Uh, and so last week we spoke about pride. Today, being the last session, we will speak about delusion, self-delusion. And this is actually a really scary topic, a really uh, challenging topic, because it is, it can almost, I don't want to say nullify, but it can call into question all the good that we do, any good that we do. And so let's begin. Let's begin with the, the Qur'an. The Qur'an speaks about this topic of ghurur. Delusion. Delusion, if you think about it, it means that a person is not aware of the reality of what's going on. So there's a certain reality, and this person firmly believes in other than that reality. And so imagine, imagine I have no money, that's the reality for example, I have no money, but I believe I'm rich. I'm convinced that I have a lot of money. That's delusion. Because my belief and what I really think and what I, what I believe and, and the way that I conduct myself is not in accordance to what is actually the case with me. What happens when we are deluded in our religion? Meaning, we believe something about ourselves religiously. That I religiously, I'm a... I'm a good Muslim and I pray and I do all this good. I give charity, I fast and I have a pure heart and you know, X, Y, Z. Meanwhile, our reality does not reflect that. What happens then? It's a really scary thing. The Quran tells us, فَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا Don't allow this lowly life, this worldly life, to delude you, to deceive you. And deception should not lead you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the Quran then goes on in a different surah. 
uh, Surah Al-Kahf, today being Friday. Uh, Surah Al-Kahf, towards the end. This is verse number, verse two verses, 103 and 104. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, honestly, this is a really, really scary verse. Personally, it troubles me a lot, this ayah. Just the thought of if this ayah applies to me, all the good that I do doesn't matter. The Quran speaks and it says, قُلْ هَلْ نُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ أَعْمَالَ The Quran says, say, O Muhammad wasallam, ask the people, shall we not inform you? Shall we inform you uh, about the greatest losers? بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ the greatest losers in terms of their deeds. That's really interesting because it means these people are doing deeds and yet they're the biggest losers. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala goes on in the next verse to say, sa'yuhum fil dunya." Sorry, just one second. Allah goes on to say in the next verse, الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا These people who are the greatest losers are those people whose efforts in this life have gone to waste. It's gone in vain. وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ صُنْعَ Right? That they think that they're doing good, that they're doing well. The Qur'an says these are the biggest losers. Because <coughs> there's a person here, they're doing things, they're doing deeds, and so they're doing good. And so they think that they're doing good. Meanwhile, their actions don't count. Allah has not accepted their actions. That's like the ultimate form of delusion. <clears throat> Where you believe about yourself that you're doing well. Meanwhile, in the eyes of Allah, in the sight of Allah, nothing that you've done is accepted. Is that not like a really scary thing? Because think about it. Religiously, the first challenge is to get people to do good. Right? The first challenge is let's try to get people to do good deeds. A lot of us stop there. Well, now I'm doing good. Alhamdulillah, I'm praying. I'm reciting Quran. I'm fasting. I'm giving charity. I'm doing good. So I'm good. There's another step though. And that is to ensure that the good that we do, we do it for the right reason. Because at the core of delusion and deception is us doing things for the wrong reason. Imam al-Ghazali points this out. At the core of delusion is... A bad intention <coughs> is to do things for the wrong reason. I have no idea why I'm coughing. I was not coughing the whole day. And all of a sudden now. Um, so the Quran is telling us that there's going to be people who are going to do good deeds. And yet their good deeds will count for nothing in the sight of Allah. And these people will be the greatest losers. I mean, that's terrifying. Because whatever good you're doing, who's to say that 
that's going to be accepted by Allah. And if it's not accepted by Allah, if it's not accepted by Allah, then it doesn't count. Then you wasted, or I wasted my life with actions that don't, are, are, not, are not valuable in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in one hadith, he tells us, the intelligent person is the one who controls their nafs and does good deeds for the life that comes after death. Then he says, And the impotent person, the person who is weak, the one who's opposite of intelligence, so we could say foolish, is the one who... مَنْ أَتْبَعَ نَفْسَهُ هَوَاهَا Who allows their nafs, themselves, to follow their desires. وَتَمَنَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ And then they hold hopes in Allah Ta'ala. That's delusion. That a person is not doing what's being asked of them. And meanwhile, they're going to tell themselves, but no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Inshallah, Allah will forgive me. That's delusion. And so, I want to go through different, some uh, different types of delusion that the scholars have mentioned. And uh, this is a really tough topic. It really is because, like I said, the challenge first is to do good. The second challenge is then to do that good for the right reason with the right intention. And so often we end up not doing it for the right reason. As a result, the good that we do does not hold value in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. And imagine we spend our whole lives like that. Our whole lives. What was the point? What was the point? The Qur'an describes such people as the greatest losers. The, all along they think, I'm good. Meanwhile, none of it counted. So they're the greatest losers. The types of delusion. The first category of people that the scholars mention can fall prey to delusion are people of knowledge. Are people who possess knowledge. Again, crazy thing, right? Because <laughs> knowledge should save you from delusion. But again, knowledge, a good thing, and that's the, th that's the point I really want to emphasize with delusion. Delusion is not about bad things. I mean, we could talk about it like that too, right? Because you could have a person who's sinning, and then telling themselves, Allah will forgive me, and it's okay, it's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. It's insulting to Allah that we continue to sin, and just say, yeah, Allah will forgive me. It's an insult. It's like you're not, you're not really... Respecting and honoring and venerating Allah Ta'ala and honoring Allah Ta'ala. You're not doing that. So, when it comes to sins, yeah, but what we're talking about is, are good things. So, knowledge. You're going to have example, an example of a person of knowledge who acquires knowledge but does not act on it. The delusion that they can fall into is that, well, I know, I've learned good. I know what needs to be done. But you're not doing it. So what was the point? The point of knowledge is for that to translate into action. That when knowledge comes to you, it turns around and it beckons to action. Come. And if action comes along with it, then they both stay. Otherwise they both go. That's the whole purpose of learning what, what we're meant to do so that we go and do them. And there's a lot of people. It can happen to the best of us. That we go 
and learn what needs to be done, and we end up not doing it. That's delusion. Because someone, you can't even tell the person, do that. Because they're going to say, I already know that. I, I know that. Don't tell me. I know what to do. You tell them, don't you know about... Yeah, I know that. It's really hard to try to advise them. Because anything you tell them, they already know. The problem is they're not doing what's being asked of them. Alright? Another type of delusion is for people who neglect inward purity. So they learn what to do, and they do what needs to be done. So they're praying their fajr, and they're fasting, and they're giving charity, and they're doing all this good. They, but they neglect their souls. That's delusion. Because the Qur'an tells us that no one is going to be safe on the Day of Judgment. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except the one who brings to Allah a sound heart. And so you're going to have somebody who prays Fajr every single day, but they're doing it to show off. Outwardly their action is fine, inwardly there's an incorrect intention. This person is in delusion, because in their mind they're doing good. They are actually outwardly doing good. But inwardly, the reality of that deed is it's not being done for the sake of Allah. Same thing with charity, same thing with anything. Right? So that's a form of delusion. And it's scary because like I said, you could be doing a good deed every single day. And so the world will tell you, you're good, mashallah. But inwardly, the intention's wrong. And so it's not acceptable to Allah. And imagine it all goes in vain. Right? Think about that. That's just an, a really interesting thing. That the believer could end up being deprived of this dunya and the next. This dunya and then because if you have a non you know like a non-believer, someone who does not believe in Allah Ta'ala, okay, they may not attain paradise, but hey, they got to eat the Big Macs and they got to do all the other stuff, right? In this world. All the temptations, they got to enjoy them. And the believer in this world stays away from all of that. But then because of the wrong intention, their actions are not accepted. <laughs> And then they come to the hereafter and they don't have anything there for them either. So it's like, خَسِرَ dunya wal You missed out in this world and you missed out in the next. You see the danger of delusion? It's like, is that really what you want to happen? The last thing, or the third thing I would mention today about delusions that can affect people of knowledge is when people learn knowledge to argue. And that's really something I think we see a lot of today. May Allah forgive us. But this is what we become. Uh, we want to put other people down. We want to talk about others and, and prove to them how they're wrong. And that becomes the reason why we learn. We learn to prove other people wrong. And that's delusion. Because that's not the purpose of knowledge. We're not, we're not meant to learn things for the sake of putting others down and proving to them that, hey, you're wrong and you're wrong. And argue, and, and people, and again, think about how a person can become even further deluded. They'll tell themselves, no, no, but I'm doing a good thing. I'm standing for the truth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm standing for the truth. And someone has to speak out against the evil. And, but that's, that's like the sole impetus that drives them. That's delusion. Because that's not what knowledge was about. Our Prophet ﷺ did not come to prove people wrong. Like that's not his life mission. 
His life mission was to help people attain salvation. In the process, of course, he had to explain the truth. And in, the pro and in doing that, some people would have to admit that they were wrong. But that's not the main objective. And for some people, that's what it is. All their research all day is about proving people wrong. To argue with scholars, to argue with other people. But that's not what knowledge is all about. And again, it's hard to tell that person because they can justify their actions in so many ways. If you try to tell them, hey, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe you shouldn't argue with people so much. They'll say, hey, no, I'm, st I'm standing for the truth. You know, someone's got to speak the haqq. Someone's got to prove those people wrong. No, that's, you got to be really careful with that. I'm not saying that you should never advise others and you should never try to point out if someone is doing something wrong. I'm not saying that. But that should not be the main thing that you do. That should not be all that you do. Right? Religion comes to transform us. And along the way, if we advise others in the hope of changing them, that's a different story. Uh, but that can't be everything that drives us. Just in the hope of changing the world. There's a famous saying attributed to one of the pious of the past. That, you know, <clears throat> in the past, I was a fool because I wanted to change the world. And today I realized that I need to change myself and that's a sign of my wisdom. Right? The idea that, let me start with myself because that's what knowledge is for. It's number one for me before it's for anybody else. And so knowledge, can a person of knowledge can fall prey to delusion. A person of knowledge can fall prey to delusion. And that's the scary thing. Because it's, it's like knowledge is meant to save you from delusion. But when learned for the wrong reason, when used in the wrong way, it can easily lead to the delusion. Alright, another group of people who can fall prey to delusion, the scholars mention are worshippers. People who worship. Right? And a common, a common example of this is when people focus on things that are irrelevant to them. Or that they obsess with the optional things and they neglect the basics. You know, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a teacher, a scholar online, he, he often uses this line, be that basic Muslim. Be that basic Muslim. Meaning, there's too many people out there today who are arguing about all these really fine points of creed and fiqh and they're getting into all this, these technicalities and meanwhile they're neglecting the basics. Don't worry too much about all the extra stuff, the optional stuff. We need to solidify our foundations and our beliefs and our what's the basic things that apply to me in my daily life. So what do you think about this and that? It's like, does that apply to you? If not, don't worry about it. Worry about whatever is relevant to you. And it's delusion though, because the person is speaking about a good thing, right? They're sitting there talking about an, a religious issue. So, uh, Shaykh, what do you think about if we were to do this, da 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 da? It's, and it's a good topic in, in, in and of itself. But it's not good for that person. It's like, hey listen, is this going to apply to you in any way in your life? Tell me. Is it going to apply to you? No. Are you taking care of the basics in your life? No. So focus on them. That's what shaitan will do. <clears throat> He'll take a person 
and distract them from the basic fundamentals that everybody knows needs to be done. I got to pray my Fajr every single day. But no, but that's too basic. I'd rather sit up late at night and talk about the differences of opinion on this mas'ala and on this issue and I'll debate people on Twitter and I'll debate people here and there. Bro, you need to chill out. Focus on the basic things. Every day recite, you know, one page of Quran. Pray your Fajr, pray your five times prayers on time. Try to pray them with sincerity and devotion every single day. Try to increase. Every single day worry about trying to be good to the people around you. You know, you want to start doing more? Okay. You know, but start from the foundation. Start from the basics. In worship, we can quickly go to, I'm going to pray tahajjud. But you're not praying your five prayers. Start with the five. Those are more important. But shaitan comes and kind of inverts that, right? Because I want to feel pious. And that's delusion. Because I'm doing all these optional things, but I'm neglecting the foundations. And so in worship, we can become deluded when we obsess over the optional things and we begin to do, or, 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 or we begin to get involved in things that don't, are not relevant to us. And we really can't do anything about. So let's start with what's relevant to us in our daily lives and apply ourselves to those things that I want to make sure I get these you know, down in my life, under control, that I'm doing these things. And then slowly move on, slowly move on. Uh, otherwise, we can easily, you know, become deluded in thinking we're doing a lot, but we're not building a foundation to begin with. And so we neglect like the fuddled. And, and this happens, you know, uh, this can happen. Uh, so we need to be very careful. All right, the third group of people are people who obsess with, and I, don't, I shouldn't say obsessed with, but who are very concerned with spirituality. Spirituality. Again, you know what's really interesting is all the categories are good people. In and of themselves, they're good people. But again, it's not just about being good people who do good things. It's about doing them for the right reasons. And when we don't do them for the right reasons, we become deluded. That's a sign of delusion. And so when we talk about spirituality, what's one delusion that we can fall prey to? Is we begin to chase feelings. When I say I want to be spiritual, what do I mean? Well, I want to feel a buzz. I want to feel this real ecstasy and I want to feel a sweetness. And that's not spirituality. If Allah grants somebody that feeling and that experience and that pleasure, that's a gift from Allah. That's not why we worship. And that's not a sign of spirituality. That if you have this, then you're you know, spiritual. And if you don't have it, then you're spiritual. That's not how this works. You know, one of my teachers said something really profound. Rahmatullahi alayhi, may Allah have mercy on his soul. He's passed away. He would say the one who worships Allah to feel something. That the only thing driving them is that feeling. I want to feel peace and contentment. And, and if I don't feel it, well, I'm not going to pray. What's the point? Because I need that peace and content. I need that feeling of, of, you know, mystical feeling. If that's what's driving my worship, he said, he says, then I'm worshiping other than Allah. I'm worshiping other than Allah. I'm worshiping that feeling. We can fall prey to that. Remember, like I said, the feeling is not a bad thing. It's not wrong. But when that becomes the driving force behind our deeds then we're not worshipping Allah, we're worshipping the feeling and chasing the feeling. 
And then we really believe we're doing good. Because it's like, subhanAllah, you know, I was reciting Quran and I, I, just, I just didn't feel like stopping. Okay, that's good. And then for three days, I'm not feeling it, so I don't recite anymore. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. I close the book of Quran. I don't touch it for days. Is, is that what this is about? We chase the feeling? No. We are servants of Allah and we worship. Whether we enjoy it or not, we do it because He told us to do it. And I, you know, this is an important thing because you have people who, say, who know, question, I'm not feeling it, so is it valuable? Some of the scholars say the worship that you don't feel anything, like you don't feel any special enjoyment, that's the true worship. Because that's so difficult. That's the true worship. It's where you're worshiping Allah for Allah alone. And if you're enjoying it, okay, inshallah, you're still worshiping Allah. But you have the added aid of enjoyment that keeps you going. So even if you want to stop, the, the enjoyment keeps you going. And so it's not as difficult for you. And so it's not as, as rewarding. Because reward comes in proportion to the difficulty injured in doing good. And so if we, if, if, if we want to become spiritual people, we need to avoid this delusion of chasing feelings. And chasing states that I want to feel a certain way when I pray. I want to feel a certain way when I recite Qur'an. If Allah grants us those feelings, Alhamdulillah. And if He doesn't, doesn't change anything for us. We continue to worship. Right? Another thing about um, people who really want to focus on spirituality is that they can become obsessed only with how they feel and ignore anything asked of them. And so, you know, but, but I feel like I'm a good person. You know, my heart is pure. You know, I, I feel positivity towards everybody. And that's good enough. Prayer, yeah, no. You know, I know some people who pray, but they backbite. So that, that's not a good Muslim. A good Muslim is the one who just has a pure heart. That's also delusion. Because our Prophet wasallam, that's not what he taught. Our Prophet wasallam was a person who did not obsess over, you know, outward actions alone, but he also did not trivialize them either. And so you can have people who obsess with one thing and trivialize another. And that's not balanced. That's not balanced. Because we have rulings where the Prophet ﷺ is emphasizing the outward actions. That you have to pray in the masjid, right? There's a hadith, it's a famous hadith, where the Prophet ﷺ said, I wish I could have somebody start the prayer in the masjid, begin the prayer. So, you know, the congregation in the masjid begins. And I would go and set fire to the houses of those people who pray at home. Really? What if they're just good people? No, our Prophet ﷺ was teaching us, it's not just a matter of, I feel like a good person and I just try to keep my heart pure and that's good enough. No, there are deeds to be done. One companion, when he did wudu, he didn't wash his ankles. The Prophet ﷺ said, the one who does not wash their ankles in wudu, those ankles will be in the hellfire. Really? Isn't it just like good enough that I just try and tend? No, 
There are standards that he set and that we ought to aspire to. And, and that's not, you know, that's not unreasonable. Let's not ever think that it's unreasonable. Why is he doing that? Because that's what our deen is. It's not unreasonable, right? It's not unreasonable for example, your professor to demand that you meet these guidelines. You ensure that your essay is formatted in a certain way, it's a certain length. If someone says, what's all that? It's, it's their prerogative. That's how they expect and we have, to, we have to abide by that. The same thing in our deen. There are things to be done. Our Prophet ﷺ taught us that. And so we cannot trivialize things, nor can we obsess over things. We give everything their due right. And so purity of heart is important, but it does not absolve us of any responsibility towards outward actions, external actions. And so if we're neglecting any one of them, that's an imbalance. And we ought to address it by trying to make up that imbalance. And so if I'm not praying and I'm not fasting and I'm not doing acts of worship, but I think my purity of heart is good enough, the purity of heart indeed is a good thing. But it's not sufficient. One must do good deeds. And if somebody's doing good deeds, but they lack purity of heart, continue with the good deeds and work on your heart. Wherever there's a flaw, work on the flaw. Don't leave the good that one is doing. And this is a, it's a common misunderstanding people have. They say, you know, I'm doing this good, uh, but I'm also doing this wrong. In the wrongs, so if I'm doing this wrong, what's the point of the good? No. Like example, I'm praying, but sometimes I'm showing off. So it's better not to pray. No. The problem is not you praying. The problem is the, the intention. So keep doing what's good, which is the praying, and fix what's not good, which is your intention. Like people seem to just say, well, if it's, it's, it's all or nothing. That's not what our deen teaches us. It's not all or nothing. You do as much as you can. And wherever there are deficiencies, work on the deficiencies whilst maintaining the good that you're doing. So you have a pure heart, alhamdulillah, work on maintaining that. At the same time, let's work on trying to inculcate and, and apply and practice those good deeds that we need to do. All right? So people can, in, in, you know, in a spiritual pursuit, on the spiritual path, can begin to just focus on the internal and neglect any external aspects of our deen, that's delusion. That is delusion. And vice versa. Like I mentioned earlier, someone can do all the good deeds outwardly and neglect the inward. That also is delusion. Our deen is one that emphasizes both, inward and outward. And some people might have more of one or the other. And so we just continue to work on our deficiencies. Finally, the last category that we want that the scholars mention is people who have wealth. And again, wealth in and of itself is not a bad thing. But <clears throat> like you could do a lot of good with wealth. You could do a lot of good. So much of what we see around us is due to people who are wealthy. The masajid that we have and so much of it is because of people who have wealth. But what ends up happening? You can become deluded. That I'll only give charity when my name is written on the plaque. Right, where now, it's not just about giving charity, it's about recognition. And the person says, no, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to encourage other people. Right? What happens when there's no recognition? Then I won't give. Then you have to really wonder, is it really to encourage other people or is there something more at play? Remember, charity is a good thing. 
But if the intention is wrong, it could lead to the action not being accepted. Or you have people who will give charity. And then in their eyes, that's good enough. Um, so example, example, they'll give charity to build a masjid. Here, here's money for the masjid. Will they come pray? No. And if you were to tell them, Alhamdulillah, I gave money to the masjid. And so everybody who prays in the masjid, I get the rewards. I don't got to pray. And that's not how it works, man. You know, giving charity to building the masjid is not a cheat code. Does not absolve you of having to go and pray. You still have to pray. And so that's what can happen is we start to give money to good causes. And then we feel like we don't need to benefit from that cause. No. The companions gave money and then they benefited from that. They helped contribute to good and they benefited from the good themselves. It's delusion to believe that this one act of mine will be sufficient for everything else that I do. That's not how it works. And so we cannot fall prey to that. Now, how does one address this? One is through trying to think intelligently about matters and being honest with oneself. And this is a tough thing to do. It really is a tough thing to do. Like in, in psychology, there's a lot of study of you know, human bias. And I don't really believe anyone can ever be completely you know, free from bias. Right? It's a natural thing. But our goal and our, 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 what we're meant to attempt to do is reduce the bias to the best of our abilities, to be honest with ourselves, even if we come back with answers that we don't like. Right? So we ask ourselves, why am I doing this? What's the real reason that I'm doing this? Why am I learning this? Why am I going to get in this, into this argument? Why am I going to do this good deed? Why am I going to leave this good deed? Be honest. And it's something I personally struggle with. I think we all struggle with. Um, but no one can tell us. And that, that's, the, that's, that's the crazy thing, right? Is who's going to tell you? If you're not going to be honest, who can tell you? I cannot tell you anything about you. No one else can tell you anything about you uh, if you're not willing to admit it to begin with. And that's why if we're not going to be honest with ourselves and sit down alone and admit, you know what? Yesterday when I gave that charity, yeah, I did write my name because I wanted people to know. If I'm completely honest. You know on like GoFundMe, you know, you can put your name in there. So $500. And $500. Now, do you want to put your name or you want to make it anonymous? Right? And many of us will tell ourselves, yeah, I know I'm doing it to encourage others or whatever. I don't know. But maybe deep down, if we're honest, it's like, well, I want people to know that I donated a lot of money to this cause. Why? Why do you want other people to know? It should be for the sake of Allah. And it's hard in that situation. If we're finding it hard to, to choose anonymous, that's an indication to us that maybe we're doing it for the wrong reason. Is it a sin to put our name there? Not, not technically, no. If it's done with the, with the purity of intention, but purity of intention is so difficult. It's so difficult. And the, the, the probability and the possibility of us having an incorrect intention is very great. Like I don't know about you guys, it's very difficult. The thought, I cannot deny that the thought will cross my mind. People will see my name and maybe they'll think I'm very generous. 
You know what I mean? Like, if I'm honest, I think it will cross my mind. So it's probably best if I just put my name anonymous, you know, so no one knows who it is. And that way, I'm saved from the possibility of, of a wrong intention. And there's so many things in life like that, where we don't need to publicize them. Publicizing them is not always a sin in and of itself. But, you know, what will accompany that very easily is an incorrect intention. And we want to beware of that. We want to beware of that. Second is knowledge, is to learn about the way shaitan tricks people. And the scholars have written books about this. And so Ibn, Ibn al-Jawzi, for example, has written a book on the tricks of shaitan, Talbisu Iblis, how he tricks all different types of people. And he has different approaches for different people in trying to deceive them. Right? And it's incredible. When you read these works, it's like they're talking to you. It's like they know what's in your heart. And so to learn more about the tricks of shaitan, talbisu iblis, the deceptions of shaitan, uh, the tricks of shaitan. And finally, and probably the most important general principle, is we must constantly... <clears throat> okay, just before I go on to the last one, there's a question here about what about a situation such as if my friends see me supporting this cause, they might donate as well. True, that's true. And so if someone can guarantee themselves that they're going to do this only for that reason, and there will be no, no ounce of, maybe but people will think I'm generous, and there's going to be no ounce of that, go ahead. But if there's a possibility, and I think for a lot of people it's a very real possibility, that sure, I will encourage my friends to donate through this by putting my name. But also if I'm honest, there's going to be a little hint of, I hope people see it it's probably best to just go anonymous. And then just message your friends privately. Hey, uh, I think it's a good idea if we all donate to this. And that's it. Saving our good deeds is far more important than trying to encourage others and thereby actually erasing our own deeds. It's far more important that we preserve the little good that we do. Does that make sense? It's far more important to preserve the little that we do because you don't have to encourage others. Remember that. You don't have to encourage others. It's a good thing. But you do have to preserve your good deed. And so it's necessary to preserve your good deed. So if there's a fear of, you know, showing off, just don't show off. Don't put your name on it. And that's where a lot of us can make mistakes. We have to be really careful with that. Finally, to constantly fear for one's iman, you know, to constantly fear for one's iman. And the day that we, we don't fear for ourselves, that's the day when we are officially deluded. The day where we feel we're good enough. May Allah save us from ever thinking that, that I'm good enough. I, I know enough. I'm doing enough work, you see. I give talks on Friday, Friday night circle. I give talks on Wednesday. I teach this and I do that. And so I'm good enough. I'm, I'm doing more than everybody else. So I'm good enough. But what if it's all useless? What if none of it counts? Then I, then I become the biggest loser. The Quran talks about The greatest losers when it comes to their deeds. Because they did all that and it didn't count for anything. And so, to constantly fear and never trust yourself. Never trust your intention. Never trust that you're good enough.
constantly fear, constantly fear, because that's one of shaitan's tricks to take someone off the path is to trick them into believing that they're good enough. That, that they're, that's why in our deen, we're encouraged to look to those who do better than us. We're encouraged to look to those who do more than us. So that we never feel complacent. What we tend to do is look to those below us. That person's not even praying, Alhamdulillah, at least I pray. And sure, Alhamdulillah, it's good you pray. But there's so much room for improvement. Look to those who are praying far more and who pray with a lot more sincerity, apparently. Look to them. And that's how we can avoid ever feeling good enough about ourselves that we don't feel a need for improvement. And then our intentions won't, or we keep trying to work on purifying and purifying and purifying our intention over and over and over again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq to not be deluded. May He save us from delusion. May He save us from the tricks of shaitan. May He allow us to become people of sincerity and people who, may He open the reality of matters to us. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan. Show us truth to be truth. Wa arina al-baatila baatila. And show us falsehood to be falsehood. And show, expose to us the flaws and deficiencies within us so that we can work on them. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullahu khayran. Uh, inshallah we'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. ولكل وجهة هو موليها فاستبقوا الخيرات أينما تكونوا يأتي بكم الله جميعا إن الله على كل شيء قدير